Hello, hello, hello. You tuned into the Grandson of a Pastor podcast with your host, Yurik. And yes, I am truly a grandson of a pastor. Again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners for downloading the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Again, if you are listening to the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, please subscribe to all your social media platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other social media platforms that is downloading podcast theme services. Again, you are listening to Yurik, and today we got a guest who's going to join the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Again, in the month of October, we are doing Testimony Tuesday. Uh, it's not just specifically designed for just listening on Tuesday, but yes, we are doing Testimony Tuesday. I have uh, Miss Inger Gwen, who's going to join the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Again, the foundation of the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, we are imperfect souls on an imperfect walk, influenced by none other than our parents, grandparents, politics, politicians, and most importantly, our religious belief. And also, before we dive into the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, again, we want to make awareness of Breast Cancer Month here in the month of October. Again, mm -hmm. if you know of anyone who is uh, had breast cancer, please go by and give them a hug. Give them a, uh, we are praying for you. Uh, thank you for your strength. But yes, we are also letting everybody know that uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we also are gearing up uh, for one of the most important elections uh, in, in quite some time here in 2020. Uh, we got a lot of president. We got the presidential election. Uh, we got the U.S. Senate seat here in Kentucky. Uh, we got many other uh, seats. Next week, we—I mean, the week prior, uh, last week, we had uh, Miss Lori Goodwin joining the grandson of a pastor podcast, and she is going to be running again uh, for Jefferson County Family Court Judge Division Three uh, here in Jefferson County. So we like to get out. And to support Mrs. Goodwin on her 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 ballot, uh, in in hoping to get her to uh, in office to be the honorable uh, Lori Goodwin here in Jefferson County Family Court. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we got Mrs. Uh, Inger Gwynn, who is going to join us on the grandson of a pastor podcast. So Miss Inger, could you please uh, introduce yourself to, to my listeners? Yes, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, my name is Evangelist Inger Gwynn. Um, I am my church home is New Beginnings Outreach Ministries um, at 1934 McDonald Avenue, where my bishop is Bishop Kenneth e. Bailey and Pastor Deborah Bailey. And tonight, this month is, as Yurik said, it is uh, October testimonies. So tonight, I just want to share. Um, my testimony with you all and hope that somebody along the way will be blessed to know that God has a plan for our lives. And there's, uh, I want to start with a couple of scriptures. Just bear with me here. I told you, Eric, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't nervous, but when it comes to the word of God and even your testimonies, we want to make sure that somebody is blessed by the word of God, because everything that happens to us, it is connected to the word of God. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the word of God tells us that <clears throat> I have a plan for you. God has a plan for us and it's not um, plans to harm us for it reads 29 and 11. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me. I want you all to know that when I share this testimony with you, you're going to know that God had truly a plan for my life. Um, on June 27th of this year, 2020, my daughter Candace and I had traveled from Louisville to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we didn't leave until late in the evening after 11 o'clock. So we arrived in St. Louis, Missouri, having at least another three and a half hours to travel to our destination, which is Warrensburg, Missouri, um, 45 minutes outside of, of, of Kansas City, Missouri. And as we stopped, my daughter decided to stop for some gas. The first parking lot, it was closed off, but the inside of the, the uh, convenience store was open. So we traveled to the next one right next to it. And the next gas station, it was actually closed on the, outs on the inside, but it was open on the outside. So my daughter, you know, let me know, you know, the, the bathroom facilities were closed. So I sat in the passenger seat and she went ahead and got out. She stood in line, paid for the gas, and she came to the driver's side and opened up the door. And she says, "Oh, mom, I need to um, I need to get my medicine out of the trunk and put some more water in the cooler." So she leaves the, the passenger door or the driver's side door open, and she goes to the trunk, opens it up, and as she's in the trunk, within. I can't even tell you just a couple of minutes. I'm sitting in the passenger seat looking down at my phone and I'm thinking it's my daughter Candace getting back into the driver's seat. But when I look up, there is a strange African-American young lady there and I don't recognize her. So I say to her, ma'am, you're mistaken. You're in the wrong car. Now, I don't know if there's anybody out there that maybe has been at Walmart and you find yourself trying to open up a vehicle that's identically like yours and you remember you come to your senses that this is not my vehicle this I didn't park here so yeah. my mind is not thinking anything negative at that point and so when I say this to the young lady she proceeds to put a cigarette in her mouth and I'm thinking my my mind because I'm not thinking anything negative even at this point and she reaches for what I think she's reaching for the ashtray but or the lighter I'm sorry but she reaches for the gear shift and the next thing I know, within seconds, the car is moving. And she, she says to me, you know, get out of the car. She calls me out of my name, uses profanity. And she says, get out of the car. And my first response was just as simple. I can't get out. The door's locked. Yeah. So at that point, the car begins to move quicker now. And she pulls out a gun and she she points it to my side and she says, you know, she used that word again, that, that, that profanity that, and she says, get out of the car or I'm going to pop you. And I say, and I'm telling you all, I, 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 I'm, I'm so amazed at God because the tone of my voice, the sound of my voice was as simple as I can't get out of the car. The door is locked. She pulls out into the, the expressway and right before the, she gets to the, the stoplights, she says it one more time, but she brings the car to a stop. And she says it the third time, get out of the car or I'm going to pop you. And I know it's nothing but God because I'm holding my phone in my hand. I've got my wedding rings on. I, I, I unlock, manually unlock the door. You all have to know by now that these newer cars, when they're in motion, they don't unlock unless you pull it to a park. Okay. Yes. I'm not thinking any of this. I just know 
I can't get out. The door is locked. She pulls the car to a stop. I get out. She speeds off. I'm standing there in my sock, my stocking seat, barefooted because I'm in the passenger seat for travel. Okay. When I look into the parking lot in which she let me out of, I'm thinking it's where the carjacking took place. And I don't see anybody. And the first time I felt fear was I didn't see my daughter. My mind is thinking there's an accomplice and they've got my daughter, Candace. And that's the first point of fear. I walk into the convenience store and the attend couple of the attendants, they didn't know what had happened because this is not where the, this is not where it happened. It happened next door. I'm still not thinking that, but I call 911. The lady attendant comes and she asks me, you know, are you okay? And I tell her, no, I'm not okay. You know, my daughter and I were just carjacked. I was held at gunpoint. I can't find my daughter. And I'm on the phone with 911. So I give the description to the attendant and she goes and she comes back and she says, your daughter's on her way in here. So when my daughter comes into the restroom where I'm at at this point on the phone with 911, she just leaps into my arms and she's crying and she says, mom, I lost everything. I lost my car. I want you all to know she had just put the ink on a brand new car. Okay. Not even a good six hours prior before it's getting on the highway. She had a thousand dollars cash in the bottom part of the armrest. We don't trust banks and that's okay. That's, that's, that's her story to tell. Everything that we had except for my cell phone was in that vehicle. Purses, luggage, insulin, because we're both diabetics, everything. And she's just hysterical. I lost everything. And I keep telling her, we walked away with our lives. God spared our lives. Cars can be replaced, people. Money can be replaced, people. Materialistic things can be replaced. But once we gone, we gone. Do you hear what I'm saying? God had a plan for my life, even that very night. And so when we called the police, they, they pay for a hotel room. And when we go to the hotel, if you just look at the mapping of the thing, you got, you have the hotel next door is the first gas station that we couldn't get into the parking lot. The next uh, place is the gas station where we were carjacked in my mind. I'm thinking as people are coming up, somebody knows something and, and either is a participant and knows and is watching. So when the police drive us to the, to the, um, the hotel, you know, all these things about the racism and, and what's going on in our in our city of Louisville now and all around, really all around our country, racism. But I want to tell you, there were three Caucasian police officers and one African-American. And all four of those police officers treated us like queens. The, 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 the um, attendants from the convenience store gave me a pair of shoes to put on, told us if we were hungry or wanted something to drink, just let them know because we were right next door. So when my daughter and I get into the hotel room, I think to myself, there was somebody watching. I, I just, you know, you start becoming more aware of your surroundings at this point. And so I took the, uh, my daughter, she's really honestly just losing it in the corner of this hotel room. And I'm trying to reassure her and I'm telling her, and I prayed over her, like, honey, we walked away with our lives. Don't you know that we walked away with our lives? You got to see the most important st- thing in this situation. And as she got into the bed, I, I, my thought was, somebody's watching 
So I picked up and I took the chair from the desk and as well as the ironing board and I put it in front of the hotel room door. I sat on the bed and the spirit of the Lord said to me, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So I got up immediately off that bed and I put those items back in place. I went into the bathroom and I turned the song on grateful. And the, the song tells us, I'm grateful for the things that you have done. I'm so grateful. And I got into the shower and I said, you know what? I got to thinking about Job. And you all might think I'm just telling you this, but I'm telling you the honest God truth. I began to think about Job when his wife said to him, go on and cuss God and die. And his friends would tell him, you had to have done something. But Job asked them, will I not accept only good from God and not evil? And I just lifted my hands up, Eric, and I just began to thank God and cry out to him. And I began to pray for this young lady who carjacked us and held me at gunpoint because something has to be wrong when people are causing and inflicting more pain on other people. Something in her life has gone disarray. And I began to pray for her. I began to pray for my daughter because at this time she's choosing her own choices. You know, God has, he said, I'm placed before you life and death and I'd rather that you choose life. But if we should choose death. He's allowing us to choose, to choose just that. We don't have to choose death. All of our lives, we've made so many mistakes in our lives. We've done it our way. So when is it time for us to do it God's way? Yeah. I begin to just write some of my notes and, you know, when we give our lives to Christ Jesus. We're telling him, I surrender to you. When we're telling him, Yes, I acknowledge that my life does not belong to me anymore. In Isaiah 54, 17, it says, no weapon that is formed against these shall prosper. Talking about me and you. No weapon formed against us as a child of God will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. God's telling us that no weapon that the enemy places uh, upon us, no distraction, no roadblock. We have the authority. The devil's already under our feet. And I want to tell you that if somebody would have told me before going on this trip, and we were going to my mother's surprise 78th surprise birthday party, she didn't know we were coming. <clears throat> And I want to tell you that if somebody would have told me ahead of time that that's what I was going to have to go through, I would have called my mom and said, Mama, I ain't going to make it. Let's go and do a video call. Let's go and do a Zoom call here. Because we say, God, send me. I'll go. But at the end of the day, we don't want to go through anything. We think that because as a child of God, our lives are supposed to be just sweet and, and perfect and we're not supposed to go anything, but our strength comes from the Lord and it comes through our trials and tribulations and things that we go through, they are not meant to tear us down. They're meant to make us stronger. And I thank God because if somebody would ask me if you ever got carjacked, how would you respond? Yeah. I would have been hysterical. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have been crying. Please don't, please don't kill me. Please don't shoot me. Take whatever you want. Just please don't hurt me. But the amazing thing was 15 minutes after the carjacking took place, I called my pastor back here in Louisville and I said, hello, pastor. I said, this is sister anger. I said, Candace and I are here in St. Louis and we were just carjacked and I was held at gunpoint. The same way you all hear me saying that is the calmness of God speaking through me. I can't take no credit. That was all God. I would have been all over the place. I'm not going to lie to you. And there were people there. See, as a child of God, somebody's always watching us. They're always needing something better than what it is that they have. So God used me. But like I said, if he, if he had told me this is what I was going to have to go through, 
Mm, I, I honestly, to be honest with you, I can't say I would have went ahead and went because of fear. And that's what's gripping us now today with this codemic and everything. You're the fear. The word of God said he has not given us the spirit of fear. I will not live my life in fear. If it's meant for me to die, then the, the, the Ecclesiastes 3 says there is a season for all things. There's a time to be born and there is a time to die. And I've come to the realiza realization of that. Thank you, Jesus. I've come to the realization that it was all God. And every time I have given this testimony that gives God Glory. He gets the only glory. There is no, no other recognition or praise, but God gets all the glory. Somebody is blessed. I've spoken to T-Mobile representatives. I've talked to the lady in the grocery store, the lady in the, in the shopping mall. I've talked, I've spoken to so many people and shared this testimony. Yes. Stop thinking that we're not going to go through something in this walk with Christ Jesus. It's nothing that we go through is meant to tear us down, but to build us up, to give us that hope and that future that speaks about in Jeremiah 29 and 11. He's got a plan for all of our lives, but whether or not we choose life is up to us. And I choose life. I don't like some of the things that we go through. My husband and I right now, we have two children uh, in prison. Our, our eldest daughter, she's 38 years old and when she was 26 she got a 27 year rap yeah. in prison and when i share that particular testimony with people the first response is oh my god but here's the thing folks let me tell you god is so good i'm not talking about a dead child i'm talking about my child that's alive i'm talking about my child that calls several times every day and it's not collect calls you hear me amen yeah. their calls that she's paying for. And I get to hear her voice, her laughter, her joy, sometimes when she cries. So I thank God for that. Stop looking at your situation as if it cannot, oh, it can't get worse. It can always get worse. Yes, yes. Our situation can always get worse. Yes. Stop thinking, look at your life and look and see the goodness of God. It's all around us. You find the goodness of God before you find the negative. Yeah, we're going through this codemic, but guess what? Maybe if we look at our lives and see what we're doing, we'll make some necessary changes because we have an opportunity to slow down. We're moving so fast. I got up and I got to go to work. I got to go, you know, pick up the grandkids. I got to go to do this. I got to pick the cleaners up. I got to cook. I got to do this. I don't feel good. I don't feel like doing this and that. And we miss the beauty of what God has done and doing in our lives right now. And so I want to encourage you all to to get into your word of God. How can you have a relationship with somebody that you don't know nothing about except by word of mouth? Yes. That's why we have the word of God. That's why we sit under the teachings. This, this podcast is called Grandson of a Pastor. Yes. Without that pastor, how can we be fed? Yeah, we can, we can read our Bibles, but God is who opens up the word to us. We need these teachings. Yurk is absolutely right. We have been influenced in our lives by so many areas. Politics, grandparents, parents, children even, because we can learn from anybody at any time. But we got to change our mindsets. It's all about changing our mindsets. And one thing I thought about in that hotel room when I put that chair in front of the door and the ironing board, it was God that made that carjacker to pull to the, in the middle of the road to pull and stop the car and let me out at gunpoint. Yes. 
Is God not a big enough God to keep me safe, even though there was somebody watching? And he did keep us safe. And then everywhere we, we, we have family, but we'd never been to their homes in St. Louis because we didn't know anybody in St. Louis. Destitute. But God opened up every door and he placed a yet so many rams in the bush. What do I mean by rams in the bush? A family member that we'd never been to her home because we live in different states. She always said, come and, and, and come and visit our home. Yes. Called her. She sent an Uber for us. We were there. Fed us, put us up like we were queens. God will protect us. And one other thing I want to add to that is everything in my purse and my wallet, everything from credit cards to IDs to you name it, gift cards, nothing was taken. They took a favorite jean jacket. I don't care anything about that. Yes. You know, I have made my mother a, a, a nice little wig. They took that, you know, blondes may be having more fun. I don't know, you know, just a little humor for it all. But when I tell you, God did not allow the wicked to steal from the righteous. Yes. Because he's laid up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. So I just thank God for everything that he has done. And every day I do, I look at my life. You know, there's a little saying, my cup is halfway empty. Well, my cup is always halfway full because God is such an awesome God in my life. He's an ever-present help in my life. And I give him all the glory. So stop being discontent about what you don't have. Stop thinking that you're not going to go through nothing because it's the buildup. It's the things that we go through that, that, that make us stronger that keep us, that get us to a place of being grounded. I will not live in fear and you shouldn't either because you serve a living God and there's nothing he will not provide for us. Amen. Amen. The trials, the trials prepare us for the test. Yes, sir. They do. Yeah. So I am grateful, Yurik. And I and I'm I'm also want to thank you yet again. I want to thank you for even just allowing me to voice and share my testimony because every time God gets all the glory, He gets all the glory. Yeah. All I can do is lift my hands and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You opened up yet another doorway for me to be able to share this testimony because somebody out there is listening. We all going through something, but know that that's where our strength lies from. It is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I thank you all for listening. Yurik, I'm turning it over to you. Again, you are listening to the grandson of a pastor podcast with your host, Yurik. I'd like to thank Mrs. Gwen uh, for coming on the podcast, giving that powerful testimony, uh, just how good God is to us now and in the future and going forward. Yes. I'd like to thank Mrs. Gwen for just giving that powerful testimony in the month of October. Again, if you got any suggestions for the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, please send your suggestions to edware2020 at gmail.com. Once again, edware2020 at gmail.com. But you also, uh, we are trying to raise a little money here and there uh, just for the podcast. You can uh, cash up us at Grandson of a Pastor. Again, I'd like to thank Mrs. Gwen for coming on, giving her powerful testimony. Uh, about this carjacking here in St. Louis. I know she's alive and well. Talked to her many mm -hmm. times. Again, I'd like to thank her for coming on the podcast. Love her husband. Uh, family, family is family. 
Uh, again, mm-hmm. I'd like to, just, like to just thank them uh, for growing in Christ as, as I see it in, in, in Derek in mm-hmm. particular. Again, thank you, Miss Inga, for coming on the podcast. Before I go, uh, I want to read the scripture, then I'm going to let you close us out in prayer. Yes, sir. Proverbs 31 and 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Ms. Gwen, can you close us out in prayer? Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for being who you are in our lives. We thank you for being our King of kings and our Lord of lords. Heavenly Father, we thank you for dying on the cross for us, Lord, and allowing us to see yet another day of new grace and new mercy, Lord. We thank you for this podcast, Lord Jesus, going forth to be a blessing to all those listeners, Lord, as they're added to each and every day, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you increase, Lord, open up the windows of heaven and pour this this podcast out of blessing, Lord, so that it can reach all the way to each end of the earth, Lord God. But we just thank you for our lives. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen.